Welcome to the Business Addicts Podcast, where the stakes are high, talk is cheap, and results are on the other side of commitment. Hosted by a former addict, myself. And I'm his wife, Jamie. We uncover addicts' mindsets, showing that the talents you've created in your struggle will be the superpowers you leverage to heal your deepest wounds. Listen to former addicts share stories of how they've flipped the switch, including insights into how much we can believe in ourselves. For those of you affected by addiction, we support your desire to help the addict in your life by raising the stakes and creating emotional barriers. Hello and welcome back to the Business Addicts Podcast. And as we begin our new season about trauma, I will be sharing some of what I've learned about trauma with Jamie, my wife, who's also a co-host on occasion. Last season, we found out that there is trauma behind addiction. And so this season, we're digging into that trauma, discovering stories of those that have had reoccurrence in addiction because of trauma and defining trauma and introducing people to different ways of dealing with trauma. So there's a lot we're tackling and hopefully everyone enjoys the ride. With that, I'll turn it over to Jamie. Sounds awesome. Kevin, I know that you've already interviewed a few of the guests that will be featured in this season. I'm curious if there's anything that stands out for you. You're kind of like, let's look ahead. These are some of the things that I've learned. I've learned there's different ways to deal with trauma. I've learned, I think, a lot more about trauma. I feel like it's a very broad thing. Maybe we mm -hmm. could say to a certain extent, it's a human experience. Um, and that would sound unfair to, possibly to some who have experienced the worst traumas, but you know, to survive life without trauma is, I'm guessing, is impossible. Even if it's only us that's giving us trauma, which is also probably near impossible. We're learning a lot and there'll be more to learn, I'm sure. What I'm hearing or thinking about as you say some of this is like sometimes we define trauma right now by big T trauma, little t trauma. But really what we're digging into is trauma behind addiction. And what we're finding is that even though you've gone through a recovery process and kind of overcome the addiction, as we started to do the podcast, become more vulnerable about our story and learn from others that had also gone through addiction and overcoming addiction was that many of them had trauma that they'd been able to define. And at the time that we even started this podcast, we didn't really know. We started to be like, is there more that we don't know? And ended up, you kind of went on this healing journey for yourself a little bit. And, and I can't say that we found what to me is maybe big T trauma specifically for you, but more like you observed it. And there were other things that came up in that process and in, in that healing process. And really what I noticed is that as you overcame the addiction, as you started to become more vulnerable with your story, as you started to connect with other former addicts, recovering addicts, even current addicts, you know, that wanted to get help, then you started to be more willing for that work yourself. Like, what is it going to take for me to go a little bit deeper? And the other thing that I noticed is as you started to heal, then the emotional intelligence, like some of the things that maybe weren't available to you before when you were in the middle of addiction or coping or, you know, dealing with anxiety then it's like the gaps would fill in and your ability to be more present, be able to connect more with people and, and less anxiety. So those are some of the things that I've noticed over the last year. What are some of the things that come up when we talk about that? I guess the connect to myself thing is kind of big. 
partially maybe due to my personality. It's really important to me that I connect to myself and that everyone connects to themselves. Honestly. Let's talk about that when you talk about personality. What are we referring to? I'm assuming you're referring to the Enneagram 4 personality test. Yes. And the 4 loves to be authentic. And so before, if you're not able to be authentic, <laughs> yeah. it's not really a point. Yeah. Yes. For From the standpoint of a Enneagram 4, it is very exciting for me. And there's extra motivation to connect to myself and understand myself more um, and be authentic in myself. And maybe more importantly, not try to be someone else, which I did a lot of. However, I also believe that it's good for ev everyone to get to know themselves and connect to themselves. And I think that's part of mastery and learning how to be happy and learning about joy and learning about God, honestly. So those are my opinions. I, I think the same thing about challenging since I'm an Enneagram 8. I think that conflict builds trust and relationships and challenging, you know, beliefs yeah. <laughs> and ways of thinking. So I see it from a different perspective. I see it just as important. Back to the broader story, I I guess there's less fear in the process. Right, because maybe it's the shame, maybe it's the guilt, maybe it's uh, other things that maybe even some spiritual things that prevent us from wanting to discover the truth about where we have been and and what we're capable of and what God has put in us. As soon as I was able to see some of those things and have people that were gifted give me that those insights, I was able to have more peace with that. There is a big difference in getting past the trauma and getting closer to the truth. Maybe that's the essence of it, is that the truth sets us free. The truth certainly helped me to understand. I feel like in understanding, I could more easily forgive myself, and I could also more easily see the good things that I could build on. Beyond the trauma, I've learned more about coping mm. as a way to hide from anxiety or to not acknowledge or process anxiety. And working through that has helped me to feel the things that I, I wasn't acknowledging before. That is useful in making the process easier because the work that we're talking about is not just addiction related. It's about growth. For me, growing and choosing to grow and being in the place where I'm called to be, I need to be able to get feedback, acknowledge reality, deal with things that do come up and not run from them quite so much. That's huge. I feel like we're able to bring people with us on the journey, recording it as we go and as we're in it. And our son right now is in basic training and we're getting letters. We got our first batch of letters. And the first letter says, you know, oh, that was the worst, you know, check-in was the worst. And then the next line says, never mind, scratch that. Uh, this is the worst. And, then, you know, as he goes through the process and like getting that information live 
maybe not live, but like writing it down when we're in the moment versus going back and trying to remember it and trying to recall it. There's something special about being in the moment and then really just being vulnerable about where the, where we're at, where we've been. As we talk about healing the trauma and overcoming the trauma, look, first, obviously finding it, looking for it, and then being willing for it to come up. And then as we're willing for it to come up, then healing it and choosing that and then choosing growth, right? The thing that I've been very aware of and very thankful for is the work that you've been willing to do to get to this point and that we're seeing that cycle happen faster and faster and the resistance is less and less because you're more, I don't know if it's because originally there was a fear of uncovering the trauma, you know, like if that's what was blocking it. I think as a feeler in general, you know, when, when I talk about anxiety, um, it's like there's all these layers of feeling for me and that's one of my, that's just the way I be. That's the way I am. I feel things. I it's feel your language. My first yeah, language feel. is acting and then thinking and then feeling and you're, you're feeling and then thinking and then acting. Yeah. So I feel, I've learned that I feel other people's pain. I feel other things. And so if you think about layers like trauma, shame, you know, whatever, if you just kind of have all these emotional layers and, and worry. Then, yeah. And then, then you try to think about growth. Well, you're just dragging this giant mm -hmm. mass of, of let's say information with you and then trying to, you know, tap into your intuition and, and get what the reality is. And I, I'm sure, I mean, not to say that I didn't have help doing that in the past, but in my experience, I've been thankful that God's help for me is to, like I said, tell me the truth about me mm -hmm. to expose the lies that I believed about love. Love mm -hmm. for me was, uh, I would say, unhealthily linked to sexual things and linked to, like you alluded to earlier, seeing things that went at a young age that I didn't need to and that that gave me wrong beliefs, let's say. Mm -hmm as part of it. And so it shifted your perspective. You saw things from a different, I mean, you yeah. took on this, this idea that love was meant to be in a certain way. Yeah. And I, and I also think that, you know, others in my, in the past that were addicts in my family, they, they were, they had gifts, spiritual gifts and stuff that people weren't accepting and they didn't love themselves enough to deal with that. And so I feel like the calling that God has given me personally is to overcome addiction in my family and mm -hmm. to acknowledge my spiritual gifts. Wow. And to utilize them. And a big part of that is loving what he's put in me. Um, mm -hmm. That's kind of, I guess that's like repeating the same thing as I just said. But, you know, the gifts that he's given me understanding what love really is from his point of view and many, many other things that I'm learning along the way. What's coming up for me as you're talking about this is remembering some of the work that, um, that we've done and also that I've done in, in growing, um, just being more patient and also setting more boundaries 
and clearly communicating. I actually created an ideal partner list, which seems odd because we're already married. And yet doing that was super healthy for me because I realized that you already filled most of those things. And so being able to clearly communicate to you, like I would really love this energetic connection to someone consistently, right? Mm -hmm. That, And so I feel like you embraced that challenge and took it on and said, you know, without the same resistance that we've had in the past and said, okay, you know, like what is holding me back from being able to connect? Because sometimes it's there and then sometimes it's gone. And so I just am very, very thankful that you've been willing to do the work. I know it's not easy, especially after how much resistance that was there before. (laughs) So thankful that there can be um, this new and beautiful relationship that continues to become something that we didn't even know was possible. You make it sound like I'm some type of hero, but... That's what the podcast is all about. Yeah. (laughs) From struggle to superpower, right? You're a hero in relationships now. Yeah. I mean... You are able to connect more. Thank you for being kind. I think that what you're describing is what we all want to do. What's what's the things on the list, by the way, that I don't check off? <laughs> I have to look at that list again. But I, I want you go back. I want to go back to your thank you. Can you say thank you in a way, acknowledging the work that you have done, and recognizing that my words of affirmation or whatever they are mm-hmm. are sincere and that you've earned that. Yeah. And I do mean, when I said, thank you, I, I meant it like that. I do. I do. Well, I do appreciate like, Thank you for your kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's complicated, but um, no, I thank you. <laughs> well, I guess maybe I need to process some more. Like when you get married, you, you don't want to hurt the person that you love. Right. And so when we got married, I, didn't I would have never wanted to hurt you and so I guess maybe I need to dig a little bit more into forgiveness for myself because I I just feel like that when you say thank you very much for doing what you always should have done that um I don't know it seems a little too nice but well I would like to bring awareness to it because I know that there are some in relationships where they would love for their spouse to be doing the work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're not even addicts, you know, the spouse, like getting to the point of working through resistance, working through growth, being able to work on yourself. It's not something everyone does yeah, and it does take choosing it. So my thank you is very sincere because I've heard those women and I've heard those voices. Yeah. All right. Well, I that's a good that's a good point. I guess last year and even now, I, I've been gifted with an experience that I don't know that I could make it through any of this if I didn't choose to do that. Like starting your own business and going through all of this and being on a podcast where vulnerability is absolutely required in order to even tell a story (laughs) all these things um i i don't know i i don't know how i could survive without doing them um so i've 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 appreciated the the opportunity to to do 
everything in my life that I ever dreamed of doing, meaning the the things that really matter, like had a good relationship, uh, learn how to be present, how to help people, all of those things, uh, take care of myself and my body and my mind and my spirit. I wouldn't trade any of that for anything I had before. So mm-hmm. I accept your thank you. And I also am thankful that I've had this opportunity. It feels like that's a lot. <laughs> like That's big stuff. So at this point, I'm excited to see where this season goes. I'm excited to see how much more we grow mm-hmm. and the things that we learn and being willing to be vulnerable, being willing to step into wherever we're being called and um, just being curious as we interview people along the way. And hopefully with the intent that others know that getting help creates hope. And if we're not feeling like we need or want someone else to help us or someone else to know about what's going on and we we feel like we quote unquote should be doing this ourselves without the help of someone else and and just kind of being stuck in our head about over and over you know I should be able to do this Mm -hmm. I would just ask that we continue to be curious about that yeah one of the things that's coming up is maybe to pray for that from the perspective that it's already happening yeah that's powerful one thing i did learn last year too is that and i'm learning i'm learning this right now that god is more interested in us investing in ourselves and in our gifts and talents and spirit and mind and body and all of us that we are and getting to that place where we can fully be what he intended he's more interested in that than any other investment at least he has been for me that's been a good lesson when we understand the truth about how much he wants us to be the way he created us it's kind of obvious to a certain extent i mean he was willing to send his son to earth for that yet often i doubted or didn't fully see in the words in the bible or or justified a misunderstanding in my mind. And now I am sure 100% that he is so interested in us being what he intended. So are we ready for a prayer? Yeah, let's do it. I didn't know that's where you're going. I thought you were just going to suggest it. <laughs> I want to try it. I've learned that stepping into being a prayer warrior, especially, especially as the spouse of a former addict, and a recovering addict, prayer was my was my war room, mm-hmm. right? So I learned to write out prayers on my phone when things were rough in a way that shifted the energy in my body and shifted the way that I thought about things. And, and from, you know, helplessness and hopelessness to believing that it was possible. Mm-hmm. Learning to pray from that perspective was, for me, life-changing as well. And I believe for both of us, right? Because miracles can happen. It has been a huge part of working through addiction and and being the spouse in this relationship for me. So I feel like I do this better when I write them out and I don't have this one written. So we'll see where this goes. Thank you, Father, 
for helping Kevin and I continue to share a message that we believe that has been laid on our hearts to share. And we know that you are in it, even if it seems crazy sometimes. Thank you for helping those that are interested and willing to overcome their addiction or help pray for someone that is an addict. Thank you for helping anyone that is going through trauma or that has experienced trauma be willing to let it come up and go through the pain. Thank you for helping in this situation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I know that that would be, that is hard for you. So thank you very much. And (laughs) I, I think that as someone who's benefited from uh, a lot of prayers. I am I, thankful that you, you shared that. I didn't know that this would be this hard, but anyway, thank you for the time and we'll see you on the next one. If you made it all the way through, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in and to stay in touch, email us at info at businessaddictspodcast.com.